So as I mentioned, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the two things that I believe, looking back on my career as an advisor, looking back to 2019, my first full year as an advisor, what led me to hitting 288000 of production and 255000 of revenue. And as I mentioned, there were a lot of things that I did during that year. So number one, I have to give credit to my business partner, my best friend, Ashley Horn, who was instrumental in helping me, you know, get off the ground. Um, You know, there were a lot of nights um, and days where I was really frustrated. So having somebody to talk to was so beneficial. Obviously, um, I have to also thank my staff. So at that time, I had one part-time staff person. They handled a lot. Um, Her name was Brenda and she was absolutely incredible. So obviously there was a, there was a big component to that as well. But when I was thinking back on that year and knowing what I know now, you know, years later, um, looking back, I I didn't have the same um, awareness that I do now. So looking back right now is so interesting because um, I, I love the idea of sharing with all of you what I believe were the most important like components or ingredients to my success that year, especially since I was so new in the business. So nowadays in my business, like a lot of my um, success is due to systems and processes and um, staff members and like my vision for my business. And I have so much more awareness over what I desire In 2019, it was my first full year as a financial advisor. In that year, I wrote 288,000 of insurance premium on 130 lives, and I brought on 80 new clients in that full year. And in that year, with my investments and my insurance production, I did $255,000 of revenue. Not too shabby for your first full year as a financial advisor. And in that year, I was ranked number two in the Western region and number seven in the entire nation for my class and my division in that year. Now, there are many things that I believe attributed to my success, but there were two things in particular that I think were the absolute crucial foundation, most important things that helped me hit that goal. I'm going to share those two things with you in today's episode. So let's get into it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Inbound Leads Masterclass. If you are a financial advisor or insurance agent and you want 2024 to be your breakthrough year, learning how to get inbound leads into your business is going to change the game for you. On January 30th, I'm teaching a free masterclass that's going to share with you the framework for how advisors and insurance agents are get generating inbound leads, getting a fully booked calendar, and hitting 25000 per month consistently without working harder. Click on the link in the show notes to register for the training. Again, it is completely free. It is January 30th. It's going to blow you away, I promise. I can't wait to see you there, my friends. So I love going back to 2019 and sharing with you the things that were relevant for me then so that you can leverage these if you're newer in your business or if you're under, let's say, like five years and you don't have staff and you don't have all of the systems in place yet and you're working towards that, then you can leverage these these things that I did back then 
um, as tools and resources to achieve levels of success as you grow your business to be more sustainable and more scalable. Now, the last thing I'm going to note before I go into the two things that I think were most transformational for me is that my year in 2019 was not sustainable. So while I hit a great number and I had all these accolades, I woke up in 20. Uh, I woke up in 2020 and had some of the worst years, uh, worst months of my career and and like life. Again, I don't want it to sound super dramatic, but I was very burned out. So the year 2019 was very much about me, um, like proving to myself that I could hit big numbers, that I could do it, but I took on a lot myself. And so it wasn't sustainable. I wouldn't recommend that into perpetuity. It, I think it, I'm so grateful for that, for that year and for the income and for the growth that I experienced because it helped, you know, all the stress and anxiety that I, that I felt helped, um, create the business that I have now. So all the negative emotion I felt around having no freedom and no flexibility then helped me create more systems and and processes for the business that I have now. So I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of times when I listen to podcasts or I listen to mentors uh, and they're sharing like their wins and their goals and I'm like, they're like, yeah, I hit like 6 million and all these things. They don't necessarily also share that what it took them and what what they had to sacrifice. And you get to decide what you're willing to sacrifice. But I, I can tell you that in 2019, I sacrificed a lot. I sacrificed my personal relationships. I sacrificed my um, my friendships. I sacrificed my physical health. Like I was really, I was working all the time. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Now, obviously, I make a lot more um, money and I work significantly less. And that's because I have systems in my business. And that's now what I teach uh, the financial advisors that I coach, how to create systems both on the front end and on the back end of your business, front end being a prospecting system, back end being like, how do you actually bring on new clients and, and, and close them? And then also have their whole onboarding process really smoothed out so that you're not having to show up as the bottleneck of your business. That's, that's really what I focus on now as a coach. So here are the two things that were instrumental. So the first one was I had a singular focus. I had my main focus. My main, main, main focus was completing as many fact finders as I possibly could. Like that was my number one priority was completing as many fact finders as I possibly could. And so when I woke up in 2019, I set a goal of doing 300 fact finders, 300 fact finders, which, or maybe it was 250. I don't quite remember, but it was a lot. It was a lot of fact finders. I think 300, if you think about it, that's about 25 per month and two, 250 is around like 20 per month, 20, 21, 22. So regardless, that's a lot of fact finders, right? Because not every single person you connect with or get a referral to or lead on LinkedIn is going to become a fact finder. But I made it my soul's freaking mission in 2019 to do as many fact finders as I possibly could. And this was because that was what was taught to me, right? I didn't, I'm not going to take credit for thinking of that on my own. Like that's what my leadership told me. They said, do 300 fact finders your first year, um, 250 your second year, something like 200 your second year. And then it can slowly drop down to about 150 uh, per year after that. So I was like, okay, done. Like if you're telling me that doing 300 fact finders will help me achieve success then like, I'll do it. Like I'm going to run through a brick wall and I'll do it. And so the 300 fact finders was not only my goal, but I thought about it all the time. 
So every quarter when I did my my goal setting, I was like, okay, how many, um, how much money do I want to make this quarter? And it was very simplistic at the time. I didn't have the tools I have now, but I remember very vividly having my activity spreadsheet that I used in 2019 and 2020, and I now teach it to the advisors I work with, like the the 25,000 per month activity spreadsheet. It's inside my program, the Academy Financial Advisor Academy. That spreadsheet, I I like. I held onto that spreadsheet religiously. I focus on that spreadsheet and doing those activities every single day. So I was like, how do I book? I think my goal was eight fact finders a week. I very rarely hit eight fact finders per week, but my goal was eight so I could land at five or I could land at six. And and man, it was a lot. It was a lot of effort, a lot of energy. It was a lot of work. Um, it took a lot of courage to go to networking events. I remember... Um, going to like an Acti- uh, uh, um, an Activision Blizzard, like the video game company. I remember going to one of their um, one of their events. I remember going to Chambers of Commerce. I sponsored a dodgeball league out in LA. I did a lot of, you know, as I call it, spaghetti at the wall prospecting to get people on the calendar. But it's because I was relentlessly focused on doing those fact finders. And it was just that was my singular focus, and it's simple. But the, and I have much, much, much better tools now, so I would never, I wouldn't encourage you to do what I did because <laughs> I definitely burnt myself out. But I, I think it's so valuable to, to mention because this career, you can, like, there's just so much you can do. There's so much to focus on. And a lot of times the things to focus on end up actually, um, they make us focus on the wrong things or they take our attention away from the things that are actually important, the things that are going to generate revenue. And so I knew that fact finders were the number one priority. And so there were times absolutely where I was on the, um, the roller coaster where I would do 30 fact finders in a month and I'd be like, Oh my God, this was amazing. And then the next month I didn't have as many referrals or as many leads. And so I would do maybe 15, uh, fact finders the next month, but I never let that go on for extended periods of time because I knew Like I just knew deep down that if I did 300 fact finders, the numbers would work out. Like the numbers would work out for me. And so that was my sole focus. And I I believe I did 250 or maybe 270. I don't remember exactly how many I did. I didn't hit 300, I don't think, but I did a lot. And I was intently focused on that. And so I'm going to make this really simple for you. If you're in your first five years and you want to make more money next year, do more fact finders. Like it doesn't need to be overly complicated. And then the question from that is, okay, if I'm going to do more fact finders, what do I need to do on a daily basis to get those fact finders on the calendar? And so rather than focusing on like making your backend systems like so amazing, rather than focusing on, you know, getting your CFP or some other designation, your CLU or CHFC, rather than all of that, rather than learning about the newest IUL or uh, VUL or permanent life insurance product or investment, whatever it is, rather than focusing on that, what if you just focused on booking fact finders for the next 90 days or let's say 365 days for 2024? What, what would your business look like if that was your sole focus? And more than only focusing on that, it's just about your intention. So again, my intention was I want to make I didn't. I, I had no idea I wanted to make two hundred fifty thousand. Like I wrote two hundred fifty thousand dollars down in my Think and Grow Rich statement 
um, in 2018, but I thought that it was going to take me a couple of years. Like I did not think I was going to hit it in 2019. So it's not like I had this goal of making 250,000 in 2019. I was like, Oh good. I'm on track for my goal. It was not like that at all. I had set that goal of 250,000 of revenue. And then I kind of forgot about it. And my only focus was the fact finders. That was the outcome that I, that I targeted. I didn't, think too much about how much my premium was per month. Didn't really look at how many referrals I was getting. Like I didn't concern myself too much with all the other parts of my business. Um, I really focus on just that one metric. And the reason why I, the reason why I deem this as one of the two most important factors that yielded my success in that year is because I talk to a lot of advisors. I coach a lot of advisors and there is this roller coaster that I see where they get really intent on the front end activities, prospecting, doing fact finders, and then they get really busy. They have a lot of closes on their books. They have a lot of referrals coming in. Things are working really well. And so they stop focusing on the fact finders. They take their attention away from the fact finders and then focus on closing. Like, oh, I want to hit 25,000 a premium this month. I want to hit 30,000 or 40,000 a premium this month. I got to focus on closing. And that is what I did not do in 2019. I did not take my eye off the ball. I focused on fact finders consistently throughout the entire year. And it wasn't perfect, but the reason I did that was because I knew that the closes would happen. Like I knew, okay, I'm gonna close people. Like maybe not everybody and maybe my efficiency could be improved there. But I knew if I did the front end activities and had enough people on my calendar, like it would work out. And I knew that because that's what people told me. (laughs) Like I saw the numbers, right? I saw the system. I saw the other advisors. I saw their numbers. They told me what they did. And I was like, okay, done. Let me just copy your success. Let me copy your, your playbook so I can achieve success. The same levels of success, if not more. That was the first piece, the focus on fact finders. And again, I cannot stress how important it is and how many advisors miss this mark because they're so focused on the fact finders for a period of time. They have like a little sprint. It's like a spurt of energy. And then they take their attention away from the fact finders. And then they have a couple of months of great closing, but not a lot of new meetings. And then that's where the cycle can, that's when the cycle begins and then continues where it's like, wait, I don't have anybody on my calendar anymore. I have no more closes. I got to go back to prospecting. I got to go back to like doing the activities, getting the fact finders on the books. Um, and then again, the cycle then continues from there. So that was the first foundational thing that I believe led to my transformation. The second was belief. The second was I believed in my core, in my heart of heart, I believed I was going to hit 300,000 of premium of production. Now I hit 288, but I believed because at the time my goal was something called Lives Leader Summit and Lives Leader Summit was at the time 286,000 or 285,000. So my goal was Lives Leader. Like that was my singular goal. So I don't think it was actually 300,000. I think that was like my stretch goal, but I was like, I'm going to hit 285. I believed it so deeply in my core. And this is, this is where the belief really shone through. So I went the first 11 months, 11 months of 2019, I did about 195,000 of production in the first 11 months. Now my goal was 285. So I was about 90,000 short of my goal. 
come um, December, early December, end of November, early December 2020, or sorry, 2019. I was about 90,000 of production below where I needed to be. I had never done 90,000 in a month. I think the maximum I had ever done was maybe 30,000, like maybe 30, maybe 35, potentially 40. I don't remember exactly by numbers, but I remember that I, I know I had nowhere near 90,000 ever, not in one month, like not even close. But when the month of December came, my belief was unwavering. I was like, there is nothing in this world that will stop me from hitting my goal. And I just believed it. And there wasn't like a, a forceful energy. There wasn't like a, I'm going to like coerce or do something shady. No, it was just a knowing. I was like, it's going to fucking happen. It's going to happen. And so in December, I wrote 95,000 of premium in that one singular month. I think I did like 25 lives and I think like 12 or 13 new clients. So when I say it was a big month, I mean, it was a big month. My check that month was $65,000 of, of revenue I made in that one month. That was more, that one month I made more than what I made my entire first year out of college. My first year salary was 63,000. <laughs> I made more in two pay runs in December 19 that I had made in the entire freaking year in 2011, my first year out of college. That blew my mind, you know, changes for inflation and whatnot. But still, I was like, holy freaking guacamole. So in 2019, I ended at 288,000. And I have to say, looking back, if I were to diagnose, there were a lot of things I did, a lot of things that I did. And I can share more of the tactics, more of the strategies. Like I threw spaghetti at the wall. I was hustling. Like I worked hard. I was working six to seven days a week. I worked weekends. I had my business partner. I had staff. Like there was a lot, right? There was a lot that went into it. I don't want to simplify this and say it was one singular thing. However, I do believe that the reason that I was so successful in that year was because number one, I focused on fact finders. I focused on the front end activities. I did not focus on the back end. I didn't focus on the, how much I was closing. I mean, I would celebrate it and I'd be like, wow, this is amazing, great month. But I did not ever let the outcomes stop me from focusing on the front end stuff. That was number one. And number two was I believed. I absolutely believed. I wrote it in my notebook. I journaled it out. And I told myself, this is going to happen for me. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. I'm going to prove to myself that I can be great. That I can do great things. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. And those two things together created the person who was able to write that much production in one year. Okay, my friends, I would love to hear what you think. DM me on Instagram at the Financial Advisor Academy with any thoughts. Um, Let me know what you thought of this episode. And if there's anything that you, if you achieve success in your first year, DM me. Let me know what you think was the most important thing for you. I would love to, um, I'd love to chat about it because I'd love to hear your experience. I hope this is helpful. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. I love you and I will see you in the next episode, my friends. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. 
If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com, for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you, friends, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams.